0: Hail, you nostalgic black cats!
1: Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW.
0: One of us is a 9021 expert and the other is a 9021 novice.
1: I'm Kendra Mickles, the novice, and I'm (laughs) seeing these episodes for the first time.
0: I'm Nick Gunning and I've seen them all.
1: Our show is brought to you by the Radio Meanwhile Network. Other shows on the network include This Endorian Life... 90s music got me like, and previously on X-Men. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Facebook or Twitter at Here we Go pod. And please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Today we're discussing Season 6, Episode 8, which has a couple of names. It's It seems like it's called Halloween 6 quite often. Originally it was called Gypsy's Cramps and Fleas, and I think they're kind of backing away from that because the term gypsy has kind of come to light as a, right. bit of, yes. a bit of a problematic term to just be throwing out there. It's, it's seen as discriminatory or a slur against the Roma people. So that's why you might see this, uh, this title come up differently. And in fact, when I saw Cher in concert, she didn't even sing the song that this title is based on yeah you know
1: my husband and i were just talking the other day and he had thought about use like he was talking to someone and he almost used the word gypped in a sentence Mm. and he realized like this is probably not an okay word to use because it's like comes from gypsy yeah
0: so anyway that's our episode today it's uh i'm gonna call it halloween six how about that
1: halloween six All right, let's crack open the Condor. Condor is committed to professional standards and professional ethics. The week need not apply. This episode aired on November 1st, 1995, so a little post-Halloween. I'm surprised we didn't do it last week. Yeah. I'm surprised last week wasn't Halloween, but what are you going to do? I don't know. Birthdays, November 3rd, Kendall Jenner was born.
0: Okay. (laughs) Hooray.
1: Yeah. Now I have nothing against Kendall Jenner. And November 4th, Jillian Zinsler, Ivy on the CW years turned 10. Aw. Happy birthday, Jillian. (laughs) Movies, November 3rd, uh, we got Home for the Holidays starring Holly Hunter. Can Nick do your Holly Hunter impression? uh,
0: Home for the Holidays, just me, Holly Hunter. I'm here with Robert Downey Jr. (laughs)
1: Uh, I've never seen this.
0: I have. It's fun.
1: Holly Hunter, great in Succession. Mm. I, we were just talking about this. I just caught up on Succession. She's okay. great in that. Okay. Also, just watched Raising Arizona for the first time, and she's great in that. There in you Arizona.
0: go. Well, I just recently watched Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang with Robert Downey Jr. for the first time.
1: I've never seen it. It was fun. Nice.
0: Yeah, not everything about it ages so well, but, you yeah. know, it was still a still pretty a, good, good romp.
1: You can't, you can't get a all.
0: And that's so. That's Robert Downey Jr. and Val Kilmer. And in Val Kilmer news, I just watched Top Gun: Maverick.
1: Yes, I did too. I just watched the first Top Gun for the first time okay. in preparation to see Top Gun: Maverick. Okay, saw Top Gun: Maverick. Two thumbs up. I liked I it. it fantastic. I know.
0: I know. Yeah, I really enjoyed it because it's like even some of the dialogue was like, "This is just a cheesy '80s movie again." Yeah, you know, and I liked it.
1: Yeah, I thought that it like pulled from the original movie just enough. Yeah, like it wasn't it wasn't too much, and the whole last like forty five minutes is just like nonstop adrenaline. It's pretty fun. So yeah, it's yeah it was it was really good. Yeah, here are some Halloween movies that came out in nineteen ninety five. First one is Species. Never seen it.
0: Nope.
1: Leprechaun three.
0: Mm-mm.
1: I caught part of a Leprechaun movie on TV, but I couldn't tell you which one it was. Okay. Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers. And Children of the Corn 3, Urban Harvest. It's
0: a funny title.
1: <laughs> so they go into the city? I guess. Children of the Corn in the city. I guess so,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, I've seen the first Children of the Corn.
0: Yeah, I've seen none of it. Nope. My mom
1: used to talk about how scary it is, and then we watched it and we're like, this isn't,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> this isn't scary. Mm-hmm. I
1: mean, it's kind of creepy, but not that scary.
0: Yeah.
1: TV, November 2nd. It was the night of epic crossovers. I love it. We got Caroline in the City uh, showed up on Friends. Ross from Friends showed up on The Single Guy. And Chandler showed up on Caroline in the City.
0: I love when they do that.
1: Love it. I love, love it so a much. a good crossover. Yep. November 3rd, Mr. Show with Bob and David. Oh, yes. From the
0: Yes. Legendary sketch show. Have you seen Mr. Show?
1: I have not, and I love sketch shows.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what you think. I don't you got to be like really in the zone for that kind of humor, you know. Mm, so gotcha. I don't know. I mean, I love <laughs> I love Bob Odenkirk, you know, and David Cross. Oh yeah, on Arrested Development in particular, great. Nice. So yeah, Mr. Show.
1: One video game to mention on November fifth, Twisted Metal was released on the PS One, kicking off PlayStation's longest running franchise. What do you know? To this day.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
1: Cool. I've yeah. never I've never Eric's never played that, so I have never seen it played. <laughs> I bet he has.
0: I bet he's played a Twisted Metal well, Game. Okay, in his life. he hasn't
1: played it in my presence.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> All right, Nick. Take us beyond the zip code.
0: I will. After his time on Beverly Hills 902 James Pickens Jr., who played the soap opera loving Henry. Would land his most well-known role of Dr. Richard Weber on Grey's Anatomy, and he'd reprise the role on several episodes of both Grey's spinoffs, Private Practice and Station 19. Have you... nothing with Grey's Anatomy, right? You haven't watched any of it.
1: No, haven't. Have a second. Yeah. I know, McDreamy... And McSteamy. Yeah,
0: that's, those are that's both all things. all I know. Those are both <laughs> things. Yeah, Grey's Anatomy, whew. my wife and I went for quite a while on Grey's Anatomy. Like, we didn't watch it when it was originally on. And then some summer, we were like, oh, let's just do it. And then we got kind of into it, and we caught up to where they were on TV. But, like, last season, they had a whole pandemic season, which was just too much. That's
1: right. I remember talking and then you about
0: that. after that, we were just kind of like, why is this show still on? So... <laughs> Maybe someday we'll it finish never
1: it. never
0: It's crazy to watch like however many, like 17 seasons of a show and then just be like, I can't. But that's how I feel with Grace Anatomy.
1: <laughs> nice. All right. Let's look at our synopsis for Halloween 6. Ray is persistent, but Donna is already moving on with the help of a hunky football player named Joe. Tony Sr. admits his role in Jack's death, freeing Dylan and Tony to pursue a relationship on open terms.
0: Sure.
1: (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Meanwhile, at the Halloween party, Steve and Claire finally give in to temptation, and Colin decides to get a job, which instantly kicks him back into Kelly's good graces. Yeah. Because that was the problem.
0: That's all all it took. (laughs) Not not that he'd been living as a quote-unquote whore for his entire adult (laughs) life, but that he currently was unemployed. All uh, right, take us
1: beyond the zip code, Nick. Oh, just kidding. Who's living in Beverly
0: Hills? Today's episode was written by Sam Sarkar and Christine Elise, better known as Emily Valentine. Yeah.
1: Wow. Yeah.
0: If I were her, every time I wrote an episode, I'd have Brandon be like, I "Wonder what Emily Valentine's up to." Yeah. Nah. <laughs> she was.
1: Remember the- Emily Valentine? She was the, the, the greatest, life?
0: the most beautiful. I'll never get over. her. Yeah, like right now, right? How long ago was it that Brandon was like, No, I'm all Emily Valentine? And then he and Kelly just, just break up instantly, like hop a flight, you know? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> <You're> free. Come <laughs> on. Anyway. This episode was directed by Bert Brinkerhoff, and I love that name. If I ever That's need a, a
1: great name. If I
0: ever need an alias, it's gonna be that.
1: Yeah. Or a d and D character. <laughs> name. <That'd be> a, <laughs> that is perfect. That'd be a good one.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, some recurring players back. Stanley Campbell as Tony Marchette. Rebecca Gayhart as Tony Marchette. But Tony with an eye. With an eye. Cliff Wiseman back as Bruno. A few new recurring players. Ding, ding, ding. We have Cameron Bancroft as Joe Bradley. Kendra might recognize him from a little movie called I Want to Marry Ryan Banks.
1: You know, I did. I thought he looked familiar, but I did not realize that's, it. that's what
0: he was from. I want to marry Ryan Banks. Okay, he recurred on Supernatural and R.L. Stein's Haunting Hour. Plus one-off roles on shows like Smallville, which Kendra and I watched in its entirety together. Plus uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Have you watched Legends of Tomorrow, Kendra?
1: I started it and then I freed Eric to watch it without me okay. because I just
0: you were dragging wasn't him down. You were dragging and him I have,
1: down. I've got certain episodes and there there is some really funny stuff that happens True. on that show. True. So
0: I lost They just kept like bleeding characters. I feel like when Brandon Routh was finally off, I was like, nah. <laughs>
1: That tracks for you. Like I know, but
0: it, I mean, it wasn't my intention to be like I'm gonna stop watching as soon as he's gone. But he left, and we watched like one more episode, and the next one came out, and I was like, I think I'm good. So <laughs> I don't. know. Uh, Brian Turk. I don't know who this is. I this is one of those things where I made the document before I watched it, thinking that I would know. I don't know. Brian Turk as Tiny. Do you know who that is?
1: Was he the football player who was eating all the food that didn't have any lines? He was just eating food.
0: I'm going to say yes. Because
1: that would be, I guess that would be funny. Yeah, that's funny. His name was tiny, but yeah. he was eating a ton of food. All right.
0: Well, that's Brian Burke, and he recurred on Saved by the Bell, the new class, plus Boy Meets World. Have you seen that show, Kendra? Okay. I have. He was also an ER and NCIS Los Angeles. Uh, finally, we have Mike Holt as AK Carson. This is for one of two appearances, so these are probably both football guys. Uh, he also appeared on news radio, but not much else. Okay. We have Cynthia Zighetti as Madam Raven. Other roles include uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm appearances, WKRP in Cincinnati, and an episode of What I Like About You with one Jennifer Garth. Oh, well. Yeah. The Cramps also have a cameo here, which makes sense for a Halloween episode.
1: Interesting. Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Nick, it was funny today, uh, and I posted this on our... Twitter page, yeah, I so saw. you can go yep. over there. But uh, I found my status from eight years ago, where I'm talking about the guy from Sharknado, and I had no idea who he was. And it's very funny. so that is funny. Head, yeah. over, head over to our Twitter and look at that now. Hilarious you know. Post now. From you know. eight Years ago, he's yep, got a he's got know. a
0: perm and a fondness for belly shirts. That's that's who he is.
1: <laughs> All right, let's get into the episode. I'm How so ready.
0: Stick. Yeah.
1: We start at Kelly Donna Claire's where Donna is awoken by some sort of thumping Mm -hmm, noise. mm -hmm. She goes outside to see Ray has brought her all the pumpkins. Yeah. Which is so romantic, I guess.
0: So romantic. Free free pumpkins. pumpkins Free pumpkins that are going to rot in the California sun in one week that she'll have to (laughs) get off her balcony with a shovel.
1: None of the pumpkins were pre-jack-o-lantern. I thought
0: they by the way. sold pre-carved pumpkins at the Pruitt Pumpkin well, Stand.
1: None of these were pre-carved though. So. He is on a mission to get her back.
0: Um, yeah.
1: he's asking, you know, are you going to the party? Do you need a ride to the party? Yeah. And he's like, "I'm trying here, Donna. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna get you back." Yep. And she's like, "Okay."
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's he's really proving that he's changed by not accepting her boundaries.
1: After the intro, we go to Dylan's house where Tony arrives with several bags of Halloween decorations and candy. Yeah. Because she's not gonna If you'll if you'll recall, was it last Halloween that Dylan uh threatened some kids with a gun right. or was that a couple Halloweens
0: ago? I think it was last Halloween. Well, that might have been Yeah, I think Do it was. No, me? I think it was because it was when Erica was like we were still waiting on the Erica yeah. resolution, right? Yeah.
1: So she's like, you're not going to just be a hermit this year. We're going to give out candy to trick-or-treaters. She got this little like skeleton to hang on the door, yeah. which um, Dylan refers to as David Silver, which was
0: funny. That is funny. The last time um, Dylan shot up his skeleton, that's what he yes. ended up shooting in that episode. So,
1: <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Yeah. He opens the door to put the skeleton on the door, and there is a little black kitten on the porch, which...
0: wet and covered in oatmeal? I don't know what's going on with that cat.
1: It's a stray, and Tony is very excited about the cat, but Dylan is not excited. Yes. Nick, let me tell you about a very thrilling thing that happened to me the other day. Okay. We were walking to our car like I think we were in the Walmart parking lot and we were walking to our car mm-hmm. and out of the corner of my eye I saw something coming at me so I turned and looked and there was this little black puppy that was running at me in the middle of this parking lot and it had like run away from its family that okay. was putting their stuff in the trunk and so I like got to grab it so that it would, yeah it wouldn't continue running through the parking lot and I handed it back to them but it was so cute
0: that's the dream you got puppy play I- without any responsibility
1: yeah, exactly. At Kelly Donna Claire's, Claire is doing the tarot card. Is it tarot or it's tarot? right? yeah, I think, That's yeah, what I think she's.
0: I think she's doing tarot. Yeah.
1: Okay, um, and she, you know, which Donna and Kelly both think is silly, but she's like, no, no, this it means something. Yeah, and she pulls for herself the lovers card. Ooh. Though so she reminds us that nothing has happened between her and Steve. Because if you'll remember, they tried to do the hotel thing, didn't work out. Yeah. But Kelly says perhaps it's in the cards. At the student union, Susan is telling Brandon that she wants to meet him at the party because she wants to surprise him with her feminist costume. Yes. And he's like, Well, are you just going as yourself since you're being a feminist? <laughs> Good one. <laughs> Then we meet Joe Bradley, who is, as we said, hunky football player, and he and Steve and the other football player are watching Tiny, I believe, downing as much food as possible. And yeah. Apparently this is their pregame ritual, which sounds silly to me. I mean, seems like you just throw up during the game, but what do I know yeah. about football? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Joe and Donna kind of hit it off, and they're talking about how he's superstitious, and... Um, She thinks that's really silly. And he says that she's cute when she's being teased. Mm -hmm. And uh, she says that she's going to the party at the After Dark. And he's like, well, hey, I'm going now, too. Mm -hmm. So then Steve and Claire have a conversation, still in the student union. And Steve is like, oh, good thing we didn't do it the other night, right? I mean, dodged a bullet on that one. And Claire is not in agreement, but she verbally agrees with him but then they immediately start fighting she says that she's kind of sad that she's not going to get paid anymore to remind him of his shortcomings Mm -hmm. and they you know pick on each other for a bit and then he leaves and she tears up the lover's tarot card yeah
0: boy what a move those are expensive i don't know i think maybe some of that fighting might have been sexual tension maybe you think
1: i think that's a good guess it's possible at the Peach Pit, Valerie is upset because there is a giant camper parked in the parking lot, and they barely have enough parking as it is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: David tells her that's Madame Raven, who Nat is helping with something. Yeah. So Nat has just let in this random fortune teller to make her love potion in his kitchen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's fun. Yeah.
0: I, I guess I
1: didn't think Nat was into fortune telling. but Well, now you know new thing about his character. Yeah. So then Valerie he's a regular, regular
0: now. He's a regular now. So you need yeah. more of that flavor.
1: Valerie goes to talk to the two of them and the Madam Raven immediately reads her palm and mm-hmm. tells her that, Oh, you're too busy. That's what I see on your palm. Mm-hmm. And she hears that there's a party and she's like, I'll do readings at the party. $10 a pop. What a bargain. So that's fun.
0: And so practical.
1: At the Peach Pit After Dark, Colin has finished his mural, but we, we don't see it yet. There's going to be a big reveal.
0: I'm confident it's going to live up to the hype.
1: So he and Valerie are talking, and he's like, oh, give give the check straight to my landlord, because he doesn't, you know, yeah, he doesn't have a right. benefactor anymore, no. so he is behind on the rent. And Valerie tells him, if there is anything you anything. need...
0: Anything. I am here for you. Nothing's off the table.
1: <laughs> David goes to see Madam Raven in her tent
0: mm-hmm.
1: and gets a reading from her. And basically that, you know, oh, there's this woman in your life, but it's uncertain and blah, blah, blah. So he gets a love potion from her for Valerie. He has to put it in Valerie's drink and his own drink, Mm -hmm. and then they will be in love. Perfect. At Kelly Donna Claire's, Colin comes over to see Kelly, who is carving a jack-o'-lantern. Hey! Good thing they weren't pre-carved. Yeah. She kind of is like, oh, well, you don't have a job yet, so get out of here. (laughs) And he says, you know, he feels like getting a job means he's not a real artist anymore. He's like, you know, conforming. Mm Mm-hmm. And he begs her to come to the unveiling. He yeah. really wants her to see the mural. Mm-hmm. She'll she'll consider considering it. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, after the great surprise with that birthday cake picture, which I've never I seen know. again, how could she? Uh, how could she resist? You know.
1: <laughs> this is gonna be the best mural ever. At Dylan's house, they are giving the kitten a bath, and it scratches Tony's hand. So she goes to get a band aid and she opens the first aid box and there is a gun, a gun. in the in the first yeah. aid box. Wait a
0: minute. He told Brandon he threw that in the river.
1: Yeah, he's a liar. Oh my
0: gosh. You know what? I I like the whole domestic scene with them because yeah. I feel like all we've gotten is her being like a little schmoopy doop and like popping wheelies and we haven't really seen like a relationship. I don't feel like yeah long tracking shots and a lot of making out this was the first time where i've really got sort of a chemistry and a, and a dynamic between them that i was like okay i buy it
1: yeah you know mm-hmm. i liked it
0: thought it was good and necessary character yes
1: so she calls dylan in and she's like what is this i don't like guns and he says i have it you know for protection but she tells him to get rid of it before somebody gets killed yeah and he says yes yeah, I guess. Does he agree?
0: I, yeah, okay. I think that's the plan. Yep.
1: Okay. At the Peach Pit after dark, Donna comes to see Ray, who is helping set up for the party, I guess, and tells him, look, I want to talk to people at this party, but I don't need you like hanging over me watching yeah. me talk to yeah. people. Uh-huh. So if you can't do that, then just don't come. Right. And he's like, I don't like it, but I'm going to win you back. Yeah. Yeah. And i bet he will
0: i mean he's been abusive and cheated on her it just seems like throwing the towel my man yeah you know yeah let it go yeah
1: at dylan's house bruno is visiting tony and she's very happy to see him Mm -hmm. because she missed him Mm -hmm. he says that tony senior is very broken up about what happened and wants to meet her at the peach pit to talk yes dylan returns while they're talking and they have a little tense yeah yes at the door as he leaves um and she tells dylan you know my dad wants to meet with me Yep. at the peach pit susan and brandon are getting out of their car to go into the peach pit and then madam raven does she like throw liquid all over the car or something what what even happens it makes susan drop all of her stuff yeah
0: i don't I don't remember either but the point is she drops that and the letter pops out
1: yeah so madam raven helps her pick up all of her stuff and she sees a letter from jonathan somebody i not write down it. yeah i didn't write down his last name yeah but then she starts being like oh this other boy
0: yep
1: in seattle mm-hmm. and and so that prompts Susan to follow her to her tent to get a reading. And we learn that Jonathan is on her mind. That yeah. she has such a connect; She has so much in common with him. She likes Brandon. She's kind of stuck between yeah. these two guys. Yeah. And she pays 20 bucks for Madame Raven to talk to Madame Raven. And really,
0: that's what happens. She talks to Madame Raven. Madame Raven yeah. doesn't really give her any insight or provide information.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Inside the Peach Pit, Brandon is talking with Tony, the girl. Yeah, just the two of them. And saying, like, hey, I'm, re- I'm really happy for you and Dylan. You know, you've really made it work. Yeah. It's really great. Yeah. Tony Sr. arrives and meets Brandon, who is pretty cold to him. Cold Hips as ice. The, yeah. He's in the cold shoulder. Yes, he does. Tony Sr. tells Tony Jr. that he wants her to come home. He was a little over the top when he said the things he said. And he's ready for her to come home. And, you know, tells her, you don't have to settle for this guy. You know, there's going to be lots of other guys. A lot of
0: fish in the sea. A lot of people whose dads he didn't murder, probably, out there. Surely,
1: surely there's someone out there. Not a
0: lot, I guess, but some, you know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So she asks him straight up, did you kill Dylan's father? And he says, no. Yeah. But then she says, did you have him killed? And he's like, listen, you don't want it. Let's not get into it. (laughs) You don't know all the facts. Who can
0: even remember? This was like seasons ago. I don't, maybe.
1: So then she's like, don't lie to me. And she asks him again, did you have him killed? And he looks away and doesn't answer her. Doesn't answer. She knows. She knows that he did. So then she comes back to Dylan's house and hugs him crying and says, you were right about my dad.
0: Yeah. And he's like, "Ain't Root, no, ain't no thing, ain't no thing, chicken yeah. wing. It's fine. I'm over it. Yeah, well, we're over it. we're still talking about that. Come on, <laughs> come on.
1: Then we go to the party at the Peach Pit after dark. Here mm-ts, is what mm-ts, everyone's mm-ts, wearing. Yes, okay. Valerie is a cave woman. Yeah. David is a caveman. with so a they, t-shirt,
0: with yeah. a t-shirt on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So they did
1: they did matching. Brandon is the godfather.
0: Yeah. And is doing a pretty good Marlon Brando. It
1: is very good. I feel like he was... Or maybe Christina Lee was like, I know that Jason Priestley has a good Godfather I bet, impression. I Let's bet you're right.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So he's the Godfather. Donna is a devil. Claire is a genie. No, she's not... Susan,
0: wait, she's not a genie. She's genie. Oh, she's, she's, she's genie. genie. She's I yeah. dream of genie genie. Yeah.
1: Susan, her very feminist costume is Pocahontas. Yeah. which is not what I thought she was going to go for and also not appropriate you right.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah doesn't
1: doesn't transfer to
0: No me. no no it doesn't.
1: And then did I miss anybody? Um See, Steve is a
0: He's I mean he's basically Major Nelson but he says he's NASA like in dress blues.
1: And Colin is a cowboy.
0: As is Kelly, a cowgirl.
1: As is Kelly. Which
0: okay, so here are some things about these costumes. Number 1, it's weird to me that Kelly is a cowgirl because Remember the whole thing where she was almost raped by the cowboy in the in the oh, last time yeah. we did a big Halloween episode. And I was just kind of like, that's a weird choice.
1: Oh, I forgot he was a cowboy.
0: Yeah. And that's all he's, he's credited as. That's all anybody says. And so it's kind of weird that mm. like she's a cowgirl and her date's a cowboy. I don't know. I don't know. I just thought it was huh. an odd. Odd from like a production standpoint. Do you standpoint.
1: think they meant anything by that? I don't. Do I think, think they just... forgot
0: entirely. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Here's the other thing did you know the whole thing with Brando getting his Oscar and he had Sashin Littlefeather come up on stage in his place so Sashin Littlefeather was she's an Apache woman who was the president of the National Native American Affirmative Image Committee and she went up when, when Roger Moore was presenting Brando with the Oscar and like sort of declined it for Marlon Brando and said like we can't take this award because of the way Native American people are treated by the film industry and it was a whole thing And so the fact that Brandon is Marlon Brando and she is dressed in a, you know, a cartoonishly stereotypical Native American costume feels like they were going to do something with that. And then we're like, "Mm -mm, that "Mm -mm."
1: can't be a coincidence. No,
0: I don't think it can. I think it's weird. I think it's really weird for them. That's
1: very weird. for,
0: For them to not know that. I mean, it's just too much. And so I feel like they, for whatever reason, backed away. And she made the little joke about colours of the wind or whatever made like a Pocahontas thing. But it had to be a reference to that that they backed away from.
1: Wow. That's very interesting. Yeah. I I did not know that story.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Weird. Weird thing. That's all I'm saying. Very
1: weird. Interesting. Interesting choices there. Okay. Okay. So Brandon wants to go get his fortune told, which Susan is opposed to because you know she she
0: knows too went much
1: earlier. Yeah, she knows too much. Um, but he convinces her to do that. We also see that Ray is there wearing a clown mask, but <laughs> this clown mask it was it was hard to look at. Like, yeah. you couldn't. It wasn't. I don't know. The face the clown is making was so ridiculous. It was that. Yeah, it was hard to look at without laughing. Yeah. So he's gonna he's gonna dock Donna in this clown mask, which is really turning a new leaf. I'm glad he's working on himself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Donna and Joe meet up. Yeah, and they're you know a little flirty with each other. Brandon and Susan, while they're getting their fortune told, she says that something stands in the way of their relationship, and mm. it's the truth. The truth is what's standing in the way, which Brandon kind of brushes off, but then later Susan. Tells him yeah. about Jonathan, who apparently was the editor of the Condor. Yeah, last year. Yeah. and the reason that she had a rule about uh, work relationships. So he moved to Seattle, and but she really liked That's, him. But I don't doesn't I seem hate, to bother Brandon.
0: I hate that. I wish he wasn't yeah. the editor of the Condor because it's so sloppy for the character, you know, yeah. who's supposed to be presented in a way of like, look, I'm professional, you know, but here mm-hmm. she is, like, boom, boom, having. Two workplace relationships in the condor. I just... Not good for the characters, all I'm saying.
1: Yeah. It's also kind of weird to me that Brandon isn't upset by it. Like, if... if, I don't know. If my person, I thought we were serious, I found out that they're, like, writing love letters to this guy in Seattle, I'd probably be more upset about
0: it. But he gives her
1: a kiss and says, you know, that kiss is for telling the truth. And he doesn't seem yeah upset by it
0: and when she says somebody's like in the middle he 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 has that thing about well i'm over kelly yeah you know which is a nice nice to acknowledge it you know
1: okay so then valerie and colin introduce the mural and it's called kelly's new york (laughs) and at first he's like i wish the person this is for was here and then kelly walks in as he says that and they see each other and he reveals the mural, which is fine. You know, everyone claps. Then he goes to talk to Kelly, and um, she's like, oh, you're a cowboy, too. Did you check with Donna about my costume? And he says yes. <laughs> um, and then they go to dance together.
0: Oh, Great. Kendra, that's a classic All is Forgiven.
1: All is Forgiven. Yep back at dylan's house he's handing out candy to the trick-or-treaters mm-hmm. uh no no gun no in sight this time Not so this that's time. Good.
0: no
1: tony is just laying on the couch she's very sad she talks about how you know she looked up to her father but now she's just ashamed of him and dylan says you know you can't blame yourself for the things your dad has done you need to keep on living and he gets her up to hand candy to to the kids He said, he's like, let it go. I did.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's fine. Dylan's not going to hold on to something like that.
1: Nah. Back at the Peach Pit After Dark, David is spiking Valerie's drink with the love potion. uh, Both of their drinks. Classic. uh, Mm -hmm. With the love potion. And then we get this classic trope where he brings the glasses over, but they set them down. And then David and... oh, Sorry claire and steve pick up the spiked glasses would have really
0: been a twist if david and steve picked up the glasses
1: (laughs) it would have yeah (laughs) so now they have the the drinks with the love potion yep ray is watching donna but then he can't take it anymore he marches over to them and gets in her face about like oh you don't waste time moving on do you and says he's he's willing to change but she just wants to move on and watch out for this one she'll cut your heart out yeah and she's very embarrassed but joe is like it's fine and Mm -hmm. they go back to dancing
0: (laughs) yeah joe is maybe the most vanilla character on any show i've ever seen
1: (laughs) Uh, i don't know well maybe so far okay we'll we'll see we will we'll see what happens Claire and Steve are feeling the effects of the love potion. They're feeling very hot. Mm -hmm. And so they decide to go in the dressing room and turn on the air conditioning and get some air. Valerie pays Colin for his work. And Kelly is very pleased because Colin has decided he's going to take the teacher assistant position at CU. Well, there you go. Which is apparently still available. It's definitely been (laughs) a whole semester. They're holding
0: it for him. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and she says glad to see i'm having a positive effect on you yeah i don't know if he wants to be a starving artist that could be his thing
0: okay good for you supportive
1: steve and claire are in the dressing room and you know they're trying to get cool with the fan and then they end up
0: getting, talking about getting hot yeah i
1: hate you so much but then they decide to yeah Make things a little hotter. That's
0: right. That's right. Very reminiscent of a classic Cheers scene.
1: Oh. Yeah.
0: Yeah. While dressed as the characters for My Dream of Jeannie.
1: At Kelly Donna Claire's Wait, Joe. wait, wait,
0: wait. Didn't you meet Barbara Eden once?
1: I did. So there you yes. go. Well, I mean, I said hello to her. My husband got a picture with her. Yeah. Um, Which he was very excited
0: about. As I recall, he almost left you for Barbara E. Yeah,
1: it was a close call. Yeah. It was a close call. Yeah. No, she was so nice. She was just, like, sitting at her table, like, super smiley, ready to take pictures with everybody. Yeah. At Kelly Donna Claire's, Joe has taken Donna home. He's dropping her off, and he says, you know maybe we should back off a little maybe I should give you some space it seems like you've got some stuff yeah going on still with raw X
0: still going on.
1: on so maybe this isn't the best time so he leaves and then Ray like pops out of the shadows he was like hiding on her porch what was he gonna do if they turned the corner to go in the door they I, definitely would have run into him I don't know he had like made the porch look all nice with the pumpkins or whatever and he says, you know, I want to explain. I want to whatever. And she, she's pretty much had it at this point. She's like, I'm going inside. Please get out of here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But of course, in classic Ray fashion, as she tries to go past him, he grabs her arm, won't let her go. He's hurting her. And luckily, Joe comes back and gets Ray off of her and basically throws Ray around. Yeah. <laughs> and he's you know saying things like you know
0: you feel tough how how
1: does it feel to be on the receiving end
0: poor jamie walters it's not his fault you know and like he had to play this terrible character that they keep like going back and forth on and now he just like looks like an idiot joe's just like beating him like a pinata just like tossing him around and it's just like why why this character i don't
1: what could have been i don't get it oh well so Ray, you know, he throws Ray out. Ray says it's not over, but then Joe goes to hug Donna and tells her it is over. It is, yeah. It's over.
0: Yeah, which is kind of, I don't know. Donna had like a, one strong moment there where she was like, get out. But now it's yeah. like she's got, you know.
1: Being rescued She's again. got a
0: hero, yeah.
1: I know. So they go inside and she changes clothes and Joe gets her a drink and a, a hot beverage, I would uh, yes, assume. Yes, of course, yeah. And you know, he says he came back because he got to his car and he changed his mind about what he said. He said it was just his fear talking.
0: Mm, I think it was. I think it was good instincts talking. But okay, fear.
1: Yeah. Then they do some kissing.
0: Yeah. Now they say no one gets you over the last one like the next one. Am I right? Oh, yeah. Am I right, Kendra? Am <laughs> yeah, I right?
1: That's how it, That's how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Back at the Peach Pit After Dark, David and Valerie are also doing some kissing. But then David's like, what are we doing here? Is this like, is this real or is this just because I gave you a love potion? Which she thinks is sweet. Mm -hmm. I'm like, really? He spiked your drink and you think that's sweet? You have no idea what he gave
0: you. And and neither does he, by the way.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but she thinks it's sweet. At the Peach Pit the next day, we learn that Claire stayed over with Steve, which he seems a little regretful Mm. about. But Valerie and David are like, yep, that sounds like a love potion to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Madam Raven has hit the road. She didn't say goodbye. She's just gone. And a policeman comes in with her picture. He's looking for her. But all the gang are like, no, we haven't seen her. Aww. (laughs) But Nat still has one bottle of her love potion, which Steve very much wants. Yeah. Our last scene is at the marina where Tony and Dylan have gone to look at the spot where his father died. Yep. And he said, you know, I just needed to see it one more time before I really let it all go. And he tells her, I think we got to move. I think that's just what we have to do so that we can live a life together she says she wants something with somewhere with warm weather and beautiful scenery and he's like well how about hawaii that's where my mom and my sister are
0: uh, erica reference
1: so she asks him one more time can you really let it all go and he pulls out his gun and looks at it for a bit and then he throws it into the water
0: i just want to be clear this relationship has no chance No, you, you can't come back from oh, I love my father and he killed your father, but it's all in our past now. We love each other. No way. Insurmountable yeah. is what I call that.
1: Real Romeo and Juliet yeah. situation. Yeah, yes. And we all know how that turned out.
0: Poorly, as I recall. Polar alert. Poorly.
1: Well, he says, "Well, what do you say now that I got rid of the gun?" And she's like, "Aloha, baby." <laughs>
0: <laughs> baby and then she baby. then she hops on a motorcycle and <laughs> does a wheelie yeah. out of the marina yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: the end the end
0: what'd you think Kendra
1: uh it was good it was you know it was a Halloween episode so it was there was some goofiness mm-hmm. about it mm-hmm. but you know, I don't know I guess it feels like whatever they've done to Ray. It doesn't seem like there's any coming back for no, him now. It doesn't. It seems like we've turned a, a, a full corner. Yeah. <laughs> on on Ray, um, so you know that's something. Um, why,
0: why do you add him to the opening credits and then just consistently beat him into know. the ground?
1: I think that is very strange. It's really
0: weird. I'm
1: very very strange. I'm
0: loving the Stephen Clare. I, I just oh, yeah, I like that. I think that's fun. I feel like Steve. I mean, Steve's never really had a romance, like, within the confines of the group. I mean, Kelly was before the show, and so it's kind of nice for Steve, like, we'll we'll see where it's going, but it's nice right now to have Steve just have some fun stuff going on, you know? Yeah. So I like yeah. that. What's your 90210 snap?
1: Ooh. Um, maybe... Hmm. I mean, I guess I'd have to give it to the, the scene at the end with Ray, and Joe, oh yeah i was gonna say fight.
0: i was gonna say the tony tony scene the whole did you kill I am, him
1: i almost went with that but i think i'll give it to the fight
0: yeah i'm gonna stick with my tony tony but yeah that's that's a that's a good tony pull tony. as well yep wow kendra a lot of things happening yeah a lot of things happening
1: yeah and bad news for and O fans it is leaving hulu Is that confirmed?
0: Um, I keep seeing that, but like it's really going. Like if you go on
1: Hulu, it says expiring (sighs) in so many days. I think we're down to just a couple days. Wow. So yeah, I I hope it's going to be on Paramount 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 so people can watch it, but I'm probably just going to, buy it yeah. <laughs> at this point it's, i feel like i'm all in i feel like I'm i think
0: so fully yeah. invested <laughs> i mean it's a nice like the complete series box set is pretty nice like even though it's a one million discs it's pretty well presented at everything so yeah and pluto i mean it's as as our time of recording it, it is streaming on pluto but it's like you just gotta hope that yeah, the episode you it. need yeah <laughs> at
1: the right time yeah
0: so yeah that's rough that's rough. Next time here, we're going to be talking about Season 6, Episode 9, Earthquake Weather. So, Ooh. Kendra might have to watch it on a DVD. We'll find out. We will <laughs> Any find out. weather
1: be earthquake weather?
0: Huh. You've, <laughs> you've given me a lot to think about today. Listen, until that episode airs, you can catch me every other week on This Endorian Life, a Star Wars podcast from the Radio Meanwhile Network. But, last week in the feed, we had the Pride Month episode from House Things uh, from 2021, and we've since recorded... The House Things uh, 2022 Pride Month Book Club, where we're talking about The Gunkle by Stephen Rowley. So my friend Bo and I went through that book. So if you like that episode, pop over to the House Things feed and listen to Bo and I talk about a new book in 2022. What about you, Kevin? Trying to get
1: Bo on this podcast hasn't happened yet. I know.
0: I know. And he loves 90210. Do you know what? Bo's big ship for this was Was Donna David. Oh, uh, okay. So I, I think that's so weird. <laughs> Don't you? Why is
1: that weird? I don't know. I
0: mean, like, you know, Dylan, Brenda, okay. Like, Brandon Kelly, okay. But, like, Donna David? I don't know. Whatever.
1: Hey, To each their own. I guess,
0: yeah. What about you, Kendra? Where are you podcasting these days?
1: <laughs> I'm musicbox 91 on Twitter, and I am the co-host of the podcast 90s Music Got Me Like, where each week we talk about a different 90s song, and our next song is Maria by Blondie.
0: Okay. You say every week, but I feel like... <laughs> no yeah
1: it's not every week in fact this this will be a couple weeks by the time this one comes out so but you know what that's the way it goes baby that's
0: life good things come to those (laughs) who wait
1: yeah
0: okay kendra well until next time 9021 here i go here we
1: go